This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, the burdens a great wizard such as myself must bear low. But we do all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep things like, oh, I don't know, being responsible for the loss of your fellow wizard's immortality all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. Going to therapy has taught me that I don't have to react to every emotion I feel, even though those emotions are valid. Sometimes taking a moment is all you need to respond in a way that's truer to your values. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash magic. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Trisha, how is that experiment going of cloning your hands and throwing them all over the place? What's that now? You know, that procedure where you clone your hands and fling them in every direction. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm not doing that. Then why are your fingerprints all over the intern fridge? Oh my god, what is wrong with you? I borrowed a dollop of sour cream. One dollop. Presenting what we're left with. Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the fantastical, magical land of Foon. If you've never listened, here's... Hey, Isidore? Yes, sir. Arnie's not here. But I know, and, and he always calls our world fantastical and magical, and granted there is magic here, but I don't think there's anything fantastic about it. It's just the world the way it is. Yes, yeah, just as huge, per huge. Say per huge. In the per huge world of Foon, that's hard to say. It's, it doesn't quite flow, Per huge... Let's mix things up a little bit. All right. Um, let me try one. Hello from the Magic Tavern, a podcast where people talk to other people who also are... Uh, ooh, this is harder than Wait, it I, I think I got it. I think I got it. Braham, <clears throat> Braham. <clears throat> core, blind me. Core, blind me. <clears throat> this is Usador. This is Trunt. And we're... Getting get nuts. nuts. Ooh, this feels natural. I like this much, much better. I found a piece of puffed rice. Oh, that looks wonderful. May I? Mm-hmm. Thank you. What? Yes, that's puffed rice. I wasn't prepared. I didn't find any nuts. Did you find any nuts? I, I thought we were doing Magic Tavern yeah, today. Yes, so I wasn't prepared. I'm not either. Um, let me see in my bag here. No, no nuts. Mm. Is there any podcast that you've been wanting to do? I feel like Arnie says that we've had some amount of success. Um... So I feel like maybe if we want to do another podcast, now's the time to like... I've been thinking about writing a farce about a detective who Ooh. is smaller than your thumb. Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Or her name? Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. Smaller than a thumb, Dick. 
my nickname in grade school. What? Nothing. Oh, hey guys, sorry. Oh, hey. sorry, I'm late. Hello from the Magic Tavern. No, no, no. We oh, weekly. We What's this? It. We covered it. It's fine. Did we you do, nailed it? Did, yes, we said it perfectly the way you do every time. Did you? Why do, are you soaked? Did you got wet? Well, yeah, no, I'm covered Look, in water. We, we always start the episode at this time every day on the same day. And if you're not here, then you miss the beginning. Now that's your fault. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're soaked to the bone, and you just said covered in water? Who says covered in water? When you're wet, you call it getting wet. You got wet. You don't say covered in fucking water. Is that an earth thing? What are you up to? Well, sometimes when you want to avoid using a combination of words that you hear all the time, you come up with different ways of saying it. Oh, no, you fell in that lake. Are you okay? I'm covered in water. I'm covered in water. Mm, Something's up. Where you been, big guy? Guys, remember the riddle about the secret hidden in the tavern? No. Nope. The cave beneath the orange beast, something, something, something east. Sounds like you don't either. I don't remember that part, but we solved it. No, I remember it. I remember everything I eat. Oh, if you remember it. Oh, I don't feel like saying it right now. Mm, are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Well, then, the part that I think I might have solved is the part that goes down and down and down you go until the river starts to glow. Face to face with Swamp's McGee will something, something, something. something, something. The rest of that part, well, I'll remember it when we get close to solving it. What did you find out? It sounds like Solving Riddles is a different podcast. Anyway, we opened a passage in the basement, but we forgot to ever go down there. I went down. There are a bunch of stairs. Yeah, and there's when you say you go down something, that means there's stairs. I know. Down and down and down you go. And you know what? Under the tavern, there's an underwater river. Underwater river? Wow. So there's water, and then under the water, there's a river? Yeah. Do you mean an underground river? You are so into parsing languages, you should do a podcast about riddles. Hey, that's not a bad idea. It's a pretty good idea. An underwater, underwater uh, river. It's a good place to get covered in water. But here's the thing. It wasn't... You're using this tone of voice that makes this sound exciting? <laughs> yeah, the content is vanilla, but your cadence is, is rainbow cone. But here's the thing. There was water at the bottom of stairs. Mm-hmm. There were stairs you could go down. So and at the leak? bottom of the stairs, there was water... But it was in a river. How is a river underwater? I'm still hung up on that. I can't get over an underwater river. Oh, I'm sorry. Underground underwater. Uh, under- it was water underground. It's an underground river. How does, how does this solve the riddle? So it wasn't glowing. Can I be honest? It'd be a lot more impressive if it was an underwater river. When you think about it, all rivers are under some water. Yeah. Professor... Usador laying down some knowledge. I have once again amazed everyone in the room. You know, Usador's actually been teaching me English, which is why I'm so hung up on your verbiage and syntax. Oh. Did you know Chunt's first language isn't English? Chunt, what's your first language? Shapelish. Shapelish? Mm-hmm. It's what all shapeshifters speak when they're first born. Yes, the shapeshifter language. Can you speak some of it? Sure. Uh, what do you want me to say? And I'll translate it. Hmm... Ask him where the bathroom is. Okay, so if I were to approach you and I didn't know where the bathroom was, yeah. I would say, "Where, where in, where in the, where in the pot? What? Where in, where, where in, where in the pot? See, this way you also can learn some shapelish. Uh, where the uh, Spreckensy English? What? What is that? How dare you? Are you making fun of my language? No, no. I panicked and I went to a completely different language." 
What language was that? Look, it was German. But guys, you don't understand. I'm so confused because I went to the bottom of some stairs and there was a river. Ah, motherfuck. But the stairs keep going into the river Mm -hmm. and I put my foot in and the river glowed a little bit. It's maybe like nightcrawlers. Did it smell like eggs? Do you remember Scrumble? Oh, yeah. Do you remember Scrumble who had to touch the doorknob 40 times for mm-hmm. to go through the door? Yeah, he had OCD. I think that's what's happening here with this riddle thing. Do you have OCD? Yeah, you know me. What? You put your foot in the water and it glowed. I put my foot in the water and it glowed. And then I put my leg in the water and it glowed even more. But somehow you got covered in water. I fell in the water and it glowed even more. Hmm. That's it, okay. really. Okay, well... Oh, good, good tent, good Ooh. content. Yes, I've, I've shortened content to tent. Oh, uh, Professor Usador has been teaching me how we can um, be more succinct in what mm. we say by shortening our words, so content becomes tent. Oh, okay. Get on it. What? Get on it. What? I what? Get on it. Get oh, on I'm it. sorry. I thought that was shanglish, shapeless, shapeless. Also, if you just say words real fast, that works too. Get on it. <laughs> It's still shorter. You don't have to shorten it. You just say it real fast. Yeah. Professor Usador, why don't yes. you, and, and he likes to, I have a little desk, and I sit down, and I, I bring him a little apple. Mm. It's tiny. It's a tiny apple, and he has a little chalkboard, um, and he does this, like, introduction, just so he gets in the, you know, he gets in the professorial sort of mood. Mm. Can you, would you mind showing Arnie, like, just a quick spiel you do up top, just to kind of set the table for um, for me learning? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, welcome. Welcome, all one and all, today to today's English class, for you shall learn a language that shall allow you to speak to many people across the land of Foon. Oh, and so long ago, that solitary troll named Eng created the language of English so that we could all speak with one another from various parts of the world without knowing elvish or dwarvish or mermaidish or shapeless. No, now we all speak one language, united! Yeah, and that gets me in the mood to start learning. And there's a little bit of lesson couched within that introduction. Oh, sure. Open your book to page two. <sighs> there's books? John, isn't, isn't it John for Red October? It is John for Red October. Oh, good. I didn't want to ask why there was blood everywhere. I, I, no, no, no. You would be right to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you might say the tavern is covered in blood. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Which blood is similar to water. Yeah. Thicker, I hear. Yeah. I know otherwise people would normally describe that as the tavern is blood wet. Mm-hmm. But it's... Blood wet. It's covered. Well, I, I have another catchphrase that has blood in it, but mm-hmm. I don't think you like no. that one. So I won't say it. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like an abattoir in here. It does. Abattoir is a new word I learned from Professor Yusuf. Let's see. I call him PU or PCU. Now, I'm torn here because I had one goblet that was blood I was going to donate and then one goblet that was blood I was going to drink. Mm. Choose wisely. Mm. I'll just drink a little bit. And, Arnie, yeah. uh, I have a bit of a treat. Um, I feel like a lot of times for Shunt for the Red October, we bring in special, you know, ghouls and creatures um, to help out. Yeah, it's a, it's a yearly charity drive. It's a yearly charity drive, and I'm... I'm very proud to, to organize it. Um, but every once in a while, if we have a creature or a, an entity that has some blood in them, there can be just some weirdness in terms of, like, mm. they might get killed or they, you know, whatever. What? There What's might this? be an accidental ceremony that happens uh-huh. if they get cut or something. So what I did this year to sort of hedge my bets was I brought in two creatures that don't have any blood to help run things. They're two, two uh, nurses. 
Oh. Would you like to meet him? Yeah, absolutely. Also, should I be worried about the fact that I'm full of blood? Yes. That's what living is, right? Yeah. Actually being concerned about being full of blood? Yeah. Can't wait to get my hands on that blood. Those sharp, pointy things out there just waiting to pop us like a blister? Yeah. That's what life is. Oh. No, this is the one I was going to go to. But here, let's, let me bring him over to the table here. This is Doris and Eugenia. Tootin' shares the same interest. Oh. 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 Hello. It's two mummies. Hello. Sorry, our bones are so weary. It takes us a while to get into stool sometimes. My lower back just isn't what it used to be. And I gotta say, Chunt, you timed that perfectly because I I noticed that they were very slowly walking towards this table the entire time, and Mm -hmm. you actually introduced them just as they got here. Yeah, yeah, they were steadily shuffling forward Mm -hmm. with their hands out, and they uh, made it just in time. Yeah. Have you ever met a mummy before? No, I've never met a mummy. Nice to meet you, mummies. We are two mummies. That's the plural of mummy. Oh, okay. Also, mamai would have worked. Mamai. Now, can I get you something to drink? I know you don't have any fluids in your body. I don't know if you still imbibe. Do you have embalming fluid? That's the only kind that we can really stomach, even without a stomach. I'll check at the bar. I'll be right back. Arnie, ask him about their organs in jars. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be rude. How are your organs in jars doing? Oh, they're good. They're up on a shelf, you know, back at the pyramid. Oh, where's your pyramid? Well, I want to be clear. Doris lives in a pyramid. I live in a nearby square. Uh, we call it a cube. Cube. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there are cylinders. There are uh, half spheres. Spheres. Mm-hmm. Domes. Domes. Yes, but we are part of a grand hive of mummies. It lives across a grand neighborhood of shapes. Yes. A hive of mummies? Oh, yes. We're just worker mummies. But there's one, you know, the queen mum. Queen mum. The queen mum. Arnie, here's a chance for a little lesson. Doris says they're worker mummies. How can we shorten that? Um, wummies? Yeah. Oh. Or murkers? You had it right the first time. Okay. So you guys are wummies? We're wummies, yes. We've been friends with this bifter for quite a while now, (laughs) and he's brought us in for, uh, you know... I'll work back at the hive. Yeah. It's kind of wrapping up. We're old in age. Oh, no. So we like to volunteer where we can. Are you, You're coming close to the end of your time as wummies? Well, yes. You know, our wrappings aren't quite as tight. And as they loosen, we, mm-hmm. we start to, to lose it. You know, To we'll- go back to Foon, you know, to be one with Foon again. Oh. Hardy, didn't you say that, that on Earth when a, a wrapper um, isn't as tight that they, they lose it? Didn't you say Kanye? What was his name? Mm, I look, I got no beef with nobody. Ah, uh, here you are. Uh, I couldn't find any uh, embalming fluid, but I, I do have this pure fuel. It's just a uh, burnable liquid. It's S- similar constitution to yes. the embalming fluid. Yes. Is that deaded or undeaded? It's deaded, of course. I would never give two mummies undeaded fuel. 
Well, thank you so much, young man. Looks like it's going to be a late night for old us. Yeah, I was going to say, I should lay off this sauce. For, uh, you don't want to see Eugenia after too much <laughs> deaded fuel. Oh, oh, why, why is that? Oh, it's, uh, Eugenia could get a little off her rocker, eh? Right? She starts referring to herself in the third person. It's a whole thing. Yes, yes, sir. I, well, that's, I've often done that myself. Referred to myself in the third person, that is. Well, then me and you should hang out and have some undeaded fuel, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, yes. Uh, come over to my cube sometime, you should Oh, you come from the sheep desert. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we were just talking oh. about why you were at the bar. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it's a wonderful place to go visit and uh, deep dive down into the tombs and uncover secrets. A language is long lost uh, since English took its place. Now you have to try to figure out a way to take these picture languages and make sense of them, but there's nothing connecting them back to English. I've never heard someone speak so beautifully about our dear Shezert. Yes, if I could cry, I, I would. Oh, it, well, it is Red October, and this is Chunt for Red October, and that means wishes come true. So I think I will allow you, uh, through the use of my magic, to cry if you wish to. Oh, Oh, my. Oh. Oh, neither of us has cried in over 4,000 years. Oh, okay. Well, cry me up. Eugenia, would you also like to cry? Could I have a substitute wish instead? Of course. Let me uh, conjure this tear first. Oh, 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 Eugenia. Eugenia, look, it's soaking through. It's soaking through my wrapping. I've never seen your wrap so wet. You are covered in water. Arnie, she's practically crying in underwater river. <gasps> yeah. Cry me in an underwater... <laughs> Solid landing. Guys, we're sticking all the landings so far. Which is hard to do because at the bottom of that landing, there's a river. Now, oh, talk about the damn river again. Uh, Eugenia, what is your wish? Oh, I wish to be able to drink a non-fuel beverage. Oh. I imagine we can manage that. Well, what uh, drink would you like to drink? Well, in life, I loved a rainbow bowl. One rainbow bowl. Coming up! So, uh, Eugenia and Doris, I, I'm curious. I guess I don't really fully understand what it means to be in a mummy hive. Like, your worker mummies. Yeah. Who do you work for? We all serve our queen mum. Uh-huh. We bring her jewels. Oh. Yes. So there's a, a large holding of jewels in the center of each of our shapes. And we go out and collect those. We've got little pockets on our back legs where we collect them up in uh, our wrappings. Uh-huh. And we bring them back and some of the mums eat the shapes and mostly we all serve the queen who creates more mums. Correct. That's beautiful. And queen mum, that means that she's the sort of uh, motherly figure or, or mum is in short for mum. Okay, I feel like this. it's time to address this, okay? Yes. It's, we get a lot of assumptions oh. about, you know, being among a large group of women. Mm-hmm. We're all mummies. I am a grand mummy. Yes, I'm I, old. I get it. I am a great mummy. But let it be known, we're not your mum. We're oh. not your mummy, and we're not going to clean up after you. Yes, and we love doling out Curses, not sweet little mummy nothings. No, curses. Oh. Here, I brought enough rainbow bowls for everyone. Oh, I spilled one. Oh, 
Would you mind cleaning that up for me? Usador, what? these are mummies. They're not your mummy. Do I those? don't have a mummy, for I was born from a conspiracy of birds and rain and fire and mud and frogs and squirrels that did come together to say, There must be a champion to defend all of Foon. What? Mm, I thought it fitted in somewhere. Ah, here's a rainbow bowl for you. Mm, thank there you. you go. There you go. I guess the one that spilled can be Doris's, but I must say... She has a curse for you for <sighs> assuming that we would just clean up your rainbow bowl spill. Oh, attempt to hex me and see how far you get. I dare thee. While you wind up for this sweet curse, I do have a question. Is there a difference between a hex and a curse? Because you said you are going to curse him, and he's ready for a hex to come his way. Oh, damn, did she say curse? She said curse. Oh, shit. Hex is a magical thing, but a curse. A curse can only come from a mummy. Oh. A curse on you, Usador. Oh, no. A curse that you would have a pleasant morrow. <gasps> a curse that the rays of sunshine would fall through your window and across your face. Oh, damn, I was going to sleep late tomorrow. Arnie, this is terrible. This is one of the worst curses I've seen. It's... A super passive-aggressive curse. Yeah. I think they're trying to kill him with kindness. Yeah. It's unbearable. Well, I suppose I shall find a way to muddle through tomorrow, and if I do survive, I shall make it to the day after that, when I may be dreary and dark and hopeless again. Just remember, Usador, get on it. Get on it. Usador, get on letting me drink this rainbow bowl, why don't you? Oh, here I go. Uh, scrumble, bumble, yimble, bimble. Dumble, dumble, dump. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> what do you no. mean? What do you, you mean? Said, you're usually like Dothcroth, Mythmoth, Mythmoth, and then you said Scrumble, Bumble, Dimble, Dumble. I know lots of spells. Lots of different spells. Mm -hmm. They don't all have to come from the same books or the same history. There are many different languages in Foon, all with different magical properties. Sometimes they sound like Scrumchoth, Gnyath, and Gwarchoth. That's what we're used to. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they sound like yeah, usually they sound like a Klingon talking, but that time they sort of sounded like a Smurf scatting. What's a Klingon and what's a Smurf? Smatting. I think that sums it up. Arnie, is there any famous um, magical words on Earth? We might have asked you this, but... Yes, the most magic word of all is please. Not really magical. Now, uh, I didn't want to point it out before because I thought maybe you'd notice... We didn't talk about this at the beginning. But, uh, did you notice anything different about the tavern? I mean, there's blood everywhere. Yes, yes but there's but also, also. There's also a paper spider. Remember you telling us about paper spiders? And we thought that was stupid, but then we did it anyway? We wrapped all the legs ourselves. Each individual leg is wrapped with nice paper just for you, Arnie. And I disemboweled a pumpkin. Because you said that that's what they do on Earth, right? I, f I found a sentient pumpkin and disemboweled it. Oh, no. We remembered that Red October happens around the same time as your uh, holiday of All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. Halloween. 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 Halloween, yeah. We also convinced the sentient pumpkin that, you know, having your inside scooped out and being preserved is a whole new way of loving your life after mm. you've been taken from That's right, because I think that's sort of what happened to you two, right? Yeah. Doris is more the embalming expert than I am, but yes, 
I don't mean to be, you know, know it all about it or anything, but uh, yes, your brains come out your nose and your entrails come out your behind. It's not a fun process, but she it's... showed us all on the pumpkin earlier. It was fascinating. Oh. Yes. Speaking of, we prepared a little something based on what you told us Halloween is like. Why don't you close your eyes, Arnie? Oh no! Put your hands in this uh, <laughs> yes, cold put spaghetti. Your, put your hands in the cold oh, spaghetti. spaghetti. These were the pumpkin's <laughs> brains. <laughs> Huh? Here, here, oh, right? oh, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Oh, here. Put your hand in this bowl of grapes. Okay. <laughs> those were his eyes. Yes, those were Arnie, eyes. Arnie, now uh, put your hands in these soft-boiled eggs. Why do I keep doing this? Okay. Soft-boiled eggs. Oh. These were his testicles. Oh, yes. no. Now, there's more stuff in there. I don't know. I no, don't, those were his testicles. Yeah, but there's more stuff in there. I don't... Yes, the trick of the grapes was there was also really half eyes. But why would you do that to me? Well, Who I did it for you? I only had half a bowl of eyes, so I had to fill the rest with grapes. They told us all about the traditions of your Earth celebration. We were trying to do this for you. Oh, Arnie, you always complain about how you, you miss Halloween, you know, in a lot of Earth holidays, so I thought I would take the initiative and try and recreate it. Should I deliver the piece de resistance? Please. Arnold? I've conjured for you and your size to fit you perfectly a sexy fighter of fire costume. But, well, it's just a costume of sexy water. Well, yes, you would be covered in water if you fought fire, wouldn't you? What else fights fires except for water? Uh, um, Do you time? have a hex that fights water? Because we don't only curses. Curses only. Did you say Time. <laughs> So time fights fires. So on Earth, if there's a house that's burning, you say, give it some time. Look, I'm not saying it's the most effective way, but it'll work. I mean, technically, he's not wrong. Yeah. Look, when you're making a list of things, it's valid to do one of the ones that's near the bottom. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, figure out some more Halloween traditions to, to celebrate with you. A vacuum? What? A vacuum. Like a, a space that's... Devoid of any oxygen? Yeah? Yeah, that'll fight a fire. You're going to bring a vacuum to a fire. You can do that on Earth? I mean, I don't know how to do it, but it would work. Well, if one of the shapes breaks out in fire, we all curse it. We just sit and curse the fire. We say, oh, I, I hope that you live long and prosper, you dang fire. You watch out for some of my little kisses, you fire. Oh, doors, doors, doors. Your hex is on fire. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh. goodness. Oh, me. Oh. Yeah, pour some of this fuel on it. No. Oh, oh Doris. Oh. Doris. We'll be right back. Quick, pour some sugar on her. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500 
That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Hey, we're back. You know, I've got to say, during the break, uh, I saw one of the most amazing things I have ever seen in my time in Hog's Face and in Foon. Doris? You put the fire out from your insides? Well, give a fire some time, Arnie. Uh-huh. You of all would know. Yeah. The ashes from the inside, they, they spill out onto the, the wrappings, and then they put it out. I cried a little, so it could have been the, the wetness from my tears. Uh-huh. Thank you. you are very well. I don't know if you caught me gingerly bandaging her up as well. Mm. My sweet... It's so nice the way you take care of each other. Okay, but it doesn't make up our whole personalities, nope. okay? Yeah, so no, leave I, it alone. I wasn't even... Uh, so you are both somewhat nurturing, but you're so much more than that. You're also covered in bandages. That sounded, sounded really condescending, if you ask me. Oh. Yes, it was very condescending. Did you hear that? I, I heard it and I noted it. All right. And I feel as though... I might have to curse you all. Oh, oh there's no. a curse coming on. Oh, curse uh, coming I think on. there might be a curse coming towards Arnie for thinking, you know, just because we help people. I'm so sorry. Although it's adorable. The way you say there's a curse coming, I feel like I'm a baby and you're about to put oh, a spoon a of food in my baby? mouth. Well, Chunt, there's a curse. Chunt, Chunt, come here quick. Yeah, quick. Stop throwing candy at children and, and watch this curse. There's a curse coming straight for you, Arnie. Oh. I'm going to hold out my cold hand, and oh. you're going to touch it, and I'm going to lead you across a busy street, Arnie. Oh, that seems like it might actually feel kind of nice if I'm afraid of crossing the street, even if it's a cold hand. I'll help you get across, but my hand is so cold, it's such a bad curse. Oh. That was awful. Heroin. What if the street is so busy he has a heart attack and dies? Oh, no. Uh, my wrappings are so strong that we would make it across safely, but you would feel the breeze of all of the passers-by. Yeah. Oh. Can I ask a clarifying question about this? This I- I'm going to definitely terrifying curse that you've cursed me with. Is this a thing that's going to actually happen, or is this more of like a scenario you throw out to scare me? It's a little unclear to me whether you are going to guide me across the street. Now you're going into the philosophy of a curse. Oh. A curse is not a, a predetermined notion. We're not fortune tellers, Arnie. We don't know that it's going to happen, but we curse you with it. Oh. The worst part of a curse is that you never know if or when it will happen. Ugh. Oh. You spend your days worried, afraid that at any time Eugenia might take your hand across the street with you, and until that day that it does happen, you live in constant fear. Oh, yeah. 
And the true power of the curse is that if by pure happenstance someone leads me across a street by their hand, I'll suddenly be like, oh, this was the curse. It came true. Absolutely. And I will wink at you and say, I got you, Arnie. I got you. Let us not forget a busy street and you'll make it across. Yeah, which I appreciate. Thank you for helping me with that part. But it will be bad. I'm sure it look, will be ultimately, bad. Ultimately, okay, we look out for our hive members. Yeah. So basically anything could be a curse. Could I could I do a curse? No, absolutely not. Mummies only. Mummies only? Alright. Well, if if I were to ever die, which is highly unlikely because I'm such an amazing and talented wizard, could I become a mummy? Uh, you can pretty much mummify anything. Yes. Anything? Oh, yes, yes. We've got crocodiles, we've got cats, we've got dogs and mice. Centaurs. And plants. And rodents. Roaches. Is, I don't know if this is too forward to ask. What were the two of you before you became mummies? Oh, we like oh. to keep that under wraps. <laughs> I get it. Are you get it? Um, Do you get it? Under wraps? I think that I, I think they should have said they like to keep themselves covered in wraps. Covered in yeah, wraps. Right. It's fine. Well, before I was a mummy, I, I was a simple human. Uh, Me too. <laughs> well, <laughs> are you a mummy? No, I'm sorry. I'm a daddy. But that's oh. I know that's not an analogous thing. So. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, just because we're mummies doesn't mean we're mummies, okay? Yes, I don't have children. Uh-huh. I think they're going to curse me. But if you're comparing what you are to what we are, then you better brace yourself. Oh, but maybe they will. Because here comes a curse. Here comes oh, a curse. oh, shit. The wind-up on this curse. It's gonna be a good one. Oh, no, she set the bar. Gosh, yeah. Arnie? I hope her curse can cash the check her mouth is writing. Well, my mouth, here it comes. Because, Arnie, I've got a couple of whispers for <gasps> you. Oh, no. The first whisper. Whisper curses? Worses? Those are the worst. Is that your eyes sparkle with a thousand stars. And those stars reach the farthest reaches of all the worlds. And the second curse... (gasps) Oh, God, thank you for that first one. The second curse is that you might be the best dresser in all of food. The second curse, worse than the first. And those are my curses. What a heavy load to bear, Arnie. Your sparkling eyes and wonderful wardrobe are so cursed. Oh, my God. I've been cursed with unrealized potential. I might be the best-dressed person in Hog's Face. But you won't know. That's going to haunt me. Like, I'm fine with not being... But if I might be, oh, that's going to weigh on me. Well, you're not going to upgrade anything to leather anytime soon. Why not leather? I went by the tannery. Remember Stick? Mm-hmm. Leather merchant's dead. Oh. Callback. No more tanner. Yeah. And the tanner. Dead. Danny. Old Danny. Old Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Dead. You know, his, you know his heart? They cut it out. Oh, no. They cut it out. They cut it out. Are they going to send Danny to our hive if they've removed his... I don't know. I mean, we've got a pretty full house over there. I don't know if we can take any more people, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you already have some people. 
who are playing the same role but taking turns, right? Ooh, yes. How rude. Yes. Right. We have some workers who serve the same role, yes, and they split time on it, correct? Yes, of course. Me and Doris have been known to... Doris and I. Oh, excuse me, Ooh. Doris. Professor Usador seems to have uh, <laughs> taught everyone properly. Uh, she's spent more time down in the, you know, cave carvings than I have studying all the languages. Eugenia, what were you before you were a mummy? A person. <gasps> I was a, a wolf most of the time, but sometimes I was a person. It was very inconvenient. Yeah. So, under those wraps, you're... Uh, I'm just dusting bones under here. It's been like oh. a thousand years. It's so long. <laughs> if you undid it all, it would just look scary and scaly. It wouldn't yeah. look like a, dust a wolf and or bones. Correct. I fell yeah. in love with you, dust and bones. You ever heard that song? No. Do you think a lot of people have? Maybe I just made it up. Do you mind if we do a few more Halloween? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm so sorry. You all of you uh, worked so hard to make uh, this uh, a Halloween Eve uh, celebration for me. Halloween, right? Halloween. Um, get on it. So we thought, based on what you told us, some of your favorite um, movies were your Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. We thought that reenact some and just have some fun. So mm-hmm. maybe you can try and guess... Um, what they are. So I'll, I'll start. Okay. Um, ooh, look over here. It's a previous lover. Or could it also be a liquid-filled uh, growth? Hmm. Previous lover or liquid-filled growth? Exorcist. Oh. You said you love that, right? I do. I do love the Exorcist. Yes, thank you so much, Chunt. Usador, which You're is frowning. a wing. Usador, which one are you doing? I am a shark! What's that? I am a shark. I'm eating you. Hmm. Come on. You need a larger vessel in order to defeat me. Oh, yep. Deep Blue Sea. My favorite movie. My no, favorite Halloween movie. It was the Meg. Oh, You're wrong. the Meg. Meg. The Meg? Ooh, let's do another one. Arnie. I'm only a fan of their advertising campaign on Twitter, which I've been following very closely, but I haven't seen that movie because I'm not on Earth. Arnie, let's do another one. But this time, uh, you and I will um, play with you. So okay. You, you play along. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Sydney. Uh, um, alias. What? Just play, just play along. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, Ernest Borgnine. What are you wearing? I wearing an opera house. I'm done. Scream. Two. The best scream. I have one. Oh, yes. I, Eugenia, I'd love to hear it. Yes. So um, here at the Vermilion Minotaur, they have great vats of oil. And they've hosted many celebratory days where they just fry things. And I believe the next one coming up is the 13th time that they'll have done this. Hmm. Jason X. He got it. That was it. <laughs> Eugenia, Eugenius. Okay, so you've I've got one. Okay. So you you drink a lot of an alcoholic beverage. Check. Then, but there's but then you're up against a wall. Okay. And you you're just kind of standing there, but you can't get your bearings. And but you're just leaning there. Like aliens. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, we can do it and then just say the answer. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I have one for all of you to guess. This is this is my favorite Halloween movie. Mm. Uh, so uh, I'm me. Uh, oh, me, duh. Uh, duh. I'm. Oh no. Uh, 
I'm dumb. Okay, now say the answer so we all know <laughs> what it is. I think of all the movies you've told it. Oh, boy. Mr. Mom. No. It's not Smiles of a Summer Night. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. This thing I'm seeing is causing an emotion in me. But also, I'm not so bright. Requiem for a Dream? Mm, close. Ernie's scared stupid. It's Arnie, but yes. Oh, Arnie is scared stupid. <laughs> I think of all the movies I've seen on IMDb. The Great Dictator. But no, she got it. What? Oh. It was Arnie is scared stupid. Oh. Yeah. I really dug through all the information that Chump provided us for your Hallow's Eve celebration. I remember that. Yeah. Also, I really think that just phonetically I really got that across. Anyone would have guessed that, regardless of whether they were familiar with Earth movies or not. Oh, I think I think so, too. I have one last one. Here, I have produced a rat. Carrie. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah, just like mine was Jason X. Oh, yeah. You got both of them. Well, that's Halloween. <laughs> now, I, I, if you were a wear person before, you're no longer affected by the lunar cycles? Oh, no. It was all built into my eyeballs. Whenever my eyeballs saw oh. the moon, and then once they... So there's a jar somewhere standing on a shelf where the eyeballs turn from being wolf eyeballs into human eyeballs anytime they're near. Oh, wow. I've got them very much. Wait, were you... Were you a wolf first? Yes, I was a, a wolf most of the time. Oh. And then part of the time I became a person. So when the moon came out, you turned into a person. Correct. I did not follow that before. I'm not understanding. Right, yes. So, like, it was really inconvenient if I wanted to, like, see my wolf pups make their first kill or something like that. I couldn't be around because I was a human and they might mm-hmm. mistake me for strangers. Did you ever wake up as a wolf after this terrible experience and realize you weren't covered in blood? Yeah, all the time. I would be covered in, like, human things. Chips. And, you know... Dips, as well as dips and chips, as well as uh, DVDs of horror films. How did you get those? Uh, Magic, I bet. Magically appeared around my body every time I went back to being a wolf and being a human. It was very strange. Honey, do you realize what this means? We should go to the Sherzert and we should find those DVDs and you could look at them. <gasps> I can finally see a DJ Qualls movie. We can yeah. watch those DVDs. Be careful, though. This sounds very dangerous. You know, if in the middle of the night you could wake up and the thing is on your head. That's one of the movies. He made a joke about one of the DVDs. It's called The Thing. Uh, I see. I see. Not my best work. But it was John Carpenter's. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Is what I've heard you say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, can we all agree on that? That that's John Carpenter's best movie? I think so. I never actually got to watch any of the DVDs. I would just be a human covered in Because, yeah, because the technology to watch a DVD doesn't exist in this world. They just magically appeared around my body. I'm not understanding. You can't just stare at it? I mean, you can, but you won't see the movie. Then what's the point? Um, I don't know. The shiny. Yeah. Nice. I mean, The Shiny. That's one of your favorite movies, too, right? mm -hmm. The Shiny? Yeah. So you're telling me... Not your best work. But... Stanley Definitely Kubrick's. Stanley Kubrick's best work. Mm-hmm. You were telling me I get this shiny disc, and then I just stare what? at it. Say that a little slow, faster. I get this shiny disc, mm-hmm. and then I just stare at it, and nothing happens? I mean, unless you can shoot lasers out of your eyes. Yes, of course I can. Watch this. <laughs> Ooh, 
There's so many. I feel like it took till episode, what is this, 190 for you to really dig into his bag of spells. <laughs> I know. You know what the weird thing was? Why was he doing that thing with his mouth while the lasers were coming out of his eyes? <laughs> no idea. At least I mean, I, I mean lasers it was, are light. It was more entertaining than hoopity boopity or whatever. The <laughs> hey, he spent a lot of time in the shape desert. And he's picked up a lot of new bits of language. Yes. He's uh, probably feeling inspired by our presence. Yes, it reminds me of the great expanses of food that we haven't even talked about with Arnie yet. There's so much left undiscovered to discover new in Foon for you. I'm Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about the geography and whether Foon is a, a country or a whole world. Someday we'll still, find out. Yeah. Yes, I, I wanted to mention I actually live in the Stanley Kubrick. Oh. In the Shape Desert. Wow. I thought that was a fun coincidence. I named it. You, na- you named it Stanley? Yes. That's amazing. You know, can I ask you two a question? Why was, not? Was the process of being turned into a mummy traumatizing or painful? Well, I, for one, was already dead. Mm-hmm. I uh, won't speak for Doris. We all have our own journey to becoming mummies. Um, yes, it is traumatizing, but once you're a mummy, it's a relief. Uh-huh. So there's a six-month process uh, by which you are chosen uh, by the other humans. You drink uh, poison tea, uh-huh. and then they begin the embalming process. Uh, while you're still alive. Wow. Yes. Um, it's quite horrifying. So that by the time they've got the wrappings on you, it's painless. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I'm, I'm happy to be where I am for the last 4,000 years. Yeah, I have to kind of echo that. I donated my body for scientific research. There aren't too many where people in Foon. Yeah, not a lot of science either. They were going to try to figure out what made us tick, mm-hmm. but you see where that has made it. Yeah. Well, I donated my body to the scientists while I was still alive, and then they put me through the six-month process. So if you donate your body to science post-mortem, after you've died, that's what a where person did. Correct. But I, as my human form, mm-hmm. I just donated myself to the scientists. Yeah. It, and you both said earlier that you're coming close to the end of your time as mummies. Who can uh, say, Arnie? Uh, there's a grand, you know, loom surrounding the whole desert. And we just, you know, sometimes the queen mom comes along and she says, It's your time. Mm-hmm. And then all, all of our wrappings drop to the ground. And we just go up in a grand cloud of dust. Wow. The dust floats around and gets in things. and Correct. Remember, yes. we remember that and you are dust. Think for a moment of us if you see the dust in the air or on the windowsill or on a tabletop. Or I swear if you do not think of us each time that you see dust from here on out, I will curse you so, Arnie. Oh, no. Do you have a curse coming on, Eugenia? Oh, I just, it was more a warning ahead of a curse in case he saw some dust and didn't think about the mummies who turned back into dust. Yes, that's a pre-wind-up wind-up. Doris, I feel bad about you catching on fire earlier. Uh, 
Uh, it's even things out. Do you want to set me on fire? Oh, oh. Well, I don't. I, I guess I don't know that I've ever been offered such. Yeah, say, fire's a bit of a novelty for us, <laughs> yes. Mummy. As you saw, we can just go straight up. It's quite yes. dangerous. Why, even just thinking of their kindness brings me to tears. Um, yes, I, I would love to set you on fire. No, okay. Hold out your arm. There you go. And um, pass me that stone, Eugenia. Okay. A couple of quick clicks. And uh, <laughs> just give us some time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's time, time before the fire. Lisa, why don't you help with your laser eyes? Oh, Ooh, let me put some of these um, the pumpkins uh, kids in this pan here, and maybe we'll just uh, toast up some of these pumpkin Aww. kids. Is that what you call them? Mm. Toasted pumpkin kids? No. What so do you call much them? Pumpkin kid death. No, I am a wizard of flame. Unable to die, ever living. Is this a is this a fun Halloween <laughs> thing? Watch a wizard burn. Uh, hey, would you uh, say that you this... should put on your sexy fighting of fires costume? Oh, oh okay. And for you to be a sexy fi- fighter uh, give of fires. Us an, okay. An All Hallows play, perhaps. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get this thing on. It's a little tight. Oh. That's the point. Uh, ooh, yeah, perfect. Get covered in water. Get covered in water. I'm so parched. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, oh this isn't spooky at all. Hey, look, I know I'm wearing a sexy water costume, but stop looking at me like you don't have no water in your body and you haven't consumed any liquid in the hundreds of years. Oh, I don't know how else to look at you. Hey, 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 my dry parts are up here. And my dry parts are down here, Arnie. <laughs> Well, Doris and Eugenia, thank you so much for coming by. And I, every time I see dust, which happens a lot, I can't like all the time, everywhere. I'll, I'll think of you two. You better, of course, Army. My name, <laughs> of course, Army. C O R P S, of course, Army. Of course, Army. We are of a corpse army. Of corpse course. army. Back of corpse in the desert, we're full corpse army. It, it's Arnie. And it's of quartz. Oh, well, apologies. Would you like to place a curse on me? Uh, sure. Well, you said that only mummies can do that. Yes. So can I place a horoscope on you? Oh, what's a horoscope? I horoscope you to have good fortune with money this month. But an old friend may come calling and remind you of things you've forgotten to do. Oh, that was chilling. We have a lot of old friends, so that kind of horoscope is very terrifying for us. Yeah, and remember, the parts of it that happen, you'll remember. But the parts of it that don't happen, you'll forget about. It's called confirmation bias. Wow, Arnie, if you ever wanted to come by the Shizzard and just give some lessons in that horoscoping, I feel like we could... Boy, have we got some dry rubies for you. Yeah. I love dry rubies, I think. It's what they sound like. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, Speaking of dry rubies... Rubies, please. Drubies? Uh, You know what? I've got an email here. Uh, I feel like we haven't read emails in a little while, uh, but here's one. Uh, It says, I know I'm really behind... But I just listened to season two, episode 18, and I really want to say, rest in peace, Crazy Jared. He was really awesome. 
Less awesome than you guys, though. Don't worry. Anyway, thanks for all you do. You make my work so much better. Sorry I'm so behind. I'm working hard to catch up. Thanks again. You know what? That reminds me. We murdered Crazy Jared. Did we ever get caught for that? Be fair. Not like he killed himself. That's true. I'm still on fire. Oh, that's you, Sidor. You know what? I get so used to you, like, Mm -hmm. being on fire or shooting lasers out of your eyes or just smoking or covered in various kinds of shit. It's all growing out of my ear. Yeah, like, I kind of stopped seeing you and, like, Mm -hmm. what's happening to you in the present moment. But you're on fire. Like, you're on a lot of fire. It's nice to be seen. And also with your spell work, you've been on fire. I mean, hippity-dippity, what was it? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of good ones tonight. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, that reminds me. When I was in the basement, I found some magic paint, and I made a carfoon. He's doing that voice that makes it sound interesting again. It's really... I found some magic paint, and I used a paintbrush. How'd you know it was magic? Because it said on the side of it, magic paint. And checks out. And... They legally can't do that unless it's magic paint. I used a paintbrush. And I painted a facsimile of Blemish as much as I could remember what he looked like, summoning up whatever artistic skill I have, and I made a carfoon of Blemish, which is a painting that comes to life if you remember an episode from a long time ago. Arnie, 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 Arnie. Why? Oh. That's that's a very good question. Huh. And you're, you're leaning on some of your best skills, your, your artistic skills, and your ironclad memory. That's true. Let me look at this email. Na-na-na-na. Thank you for all you do. You make my work today so much better. I thought there was a reason in this, but there isn't. You know, I think I did it to hide the fact that Blemish is dead, ah. which I think is important. Arnie, I have to reveal this was my curse. I my, put out my cold hand and I led you across that busy street to that answer. The busy street of that explanation? These Correct. can be metaphors? Absolutely. That's the scariest part. Curses are fucked. Oh, man. Well, guys, look. Under the sheet, it's a carfoon of blemish. Blormish returns. Blormish returns? Look, he looks exactly like Blemish. Wait, wait. I mean, I took some artistic liberties. Blormish, open your mouth. Arnie, draw him a longer tongue. He has like a little nub. Oh, he's turning blue. Arnor! Garnor! It's Army, please. Plarnor! These things only live a few days, right? Jarnor! I mean, I think they live about three weeks. Jarnor! I mean, this one's just gonna die. Jarnor. I don't think. Jarnor! I realize I didn't paint all the things it needs to live. Oh. Jarnor! I'm so sorry. One of us could maybe curse it to see if it would give it a shorter life. Yeah, I think that might be a good idea. Jarnor! Wait, let me give Blormish a horoscope. Blormish? Horoscope you damn. Ooh, look at him sway. Oh, he's trying to... Rag and bone. I fell in love with you, rag and bone. See, he knows it. <laughs> look, just like the regular blemish, I painted him to have the heart of a showman. Still on fire. You are still on fire.
Doris the Mummy was played by special guest Lisa Burton. She performs with Devil's Daughter every Tuesday night and the musical Armando every Friday night at Chicago's I.O. Theater. Eugenia the Mummy was played by special guest Mary Beth Smith. Mary Beth Smith is part of the comedy collective The Nerdalogs. Check out their album Endless School Year on Spotify. Also, check out the podcast Batman at Bat, a serialized radio play of a baseball game between Batman and all the villains in Arkham Asylum, where Mary Beth is the play-by-play announcer. The short-lived carfoon of Blemish was played by Martin Wilson. Oh, the mysterious man is back in the intern lounge, but he wanted to mention that he found Martin's performance to be... How did he phrase it? Dumb. Right. Hello from the Magic Tavern was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jacover, and Ryan D. Georgie. This one edited by Chris Rathchen. Music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard Laban, additional audio effects by Jason Knox, production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Just a quick heads up, the audio version of that live Magic Tavern show from London is now up, and it's exclusively available on Stitcher Premium. It's a very fun show. We had live guests like Tom Bell from Project Greenlight and Nightmare Live, Carrie Ad Lloyd from the podcast Griefcast, and Paul Foxcroft from the upcoming podcast Questing Time. They're all very, very funny. They all have charming British accents, and there's at least one very unexpected revelation about Chunt's anatomy, so get it for the canon alone. Again, that live show is available only on Stitcher Premium, along with a lot of other shows from the London Podcast Festival this year, like a panel, Characters of Earwolf, hosted by Mark McConville, where Arnie, Matt, and Adel talk about behind-the-scenes magic tavern stuff. There's also the live I Was There Too, beautiful stories from anonymous people, and more, with more of the live shows like Throwing Shade and Super Ego coming up in the months ahead. Go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code LONDON to get a free month of Stitcher Premium. While you're there, catch up on seasons one and two of Offices and Bosses. That's stitcherpremium.com, offer code LONDON. Oh, and here's a very quick clip from that live show to entice you. Susan, Uncle Susan, has a terrible front. But he was smashed in the face with an axe, so... I know, it happened. It's so common, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I've often said uh, both uh, to the kings in the northwest and the kings in the northeast where I'm uh, from uh, uh, yes uh, I've said I've said that uh, both should uh, uh, have some sort of public announcement where they decry how many people are smashed in the faces with axes yes it's a a true uh, public menace it is but Uncle Susan has made a career out of it so you know she goes around towns and says like lifts up her face, his face, and then it, she gets pennies for it. So Ooh. in a way, it's worked out quite positively for Uncle Susan. Oh, well, they, I suppose if you uh, have turned it around and made a negative into a positive, that's good. But there's so many people just smashed in the faces with axes mm. that I worry that not all of them are able to turn it into a money-making venture. No, it's true, no. it's true. I won't lie, I've done some of the stats on this, <laughs> and a lot of them just die. Mm. <laughs> I'd listen to more. Until then, visit us at alofromthemagictavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op, and thanks to Earwolf. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. 
I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.